shit. All right, Couch Guys Sports Podcast, episode number 146. Look, the game plan tonight was to have me and Jared on the show like usual. Jared, I, his, his computer, it's all sorts of fucked up right now. I don't know what's going on. It's 7.42 right now. We have been trying to figure this thing out probably for, I don't know, 20 minutes, 25, 30 minutes, and nothing, and nothing was working. We got on finally. Computer's moving a little slow. It was fine. Whatever. And then immediately immediately as soon as we're about to get the show going as soon it couldn't we were just about there and honestly it would have sucked once we actually did get it going but as soon as we were about to start the show things shut off so i mean we got to do a show this week i can't do it for the rest of the week so we got to do it tonight so that means it's just gonna be me tonight nick qualia no co-host, but I mean, we'll go for what, 25 minutes? Although, we've done one of these before, and I said I was going to go eh, 20, 25 minutes. I ended up going 38 minutes, so we'll see. I don't want to go 38 minutes this time. I don't. I mean, believe it or not, like I, I, I like doing solo shows. I actually enjoy doing this, but I don't want... I am so tired. I couldn't sleep last night. I lost a big, big, big bet yesterday. I lost a lot of money yesterday. That could have been a contributing factor as to why I could not sleep last night. But regardless, I just want to go to bed. And it's only 7.43. I'm going to be up later. But we're going to put on a show. We're going to put on a good show. Sports, Boston sports. We got tiny hands. We got people talking about tiny hands right now. And to me, that's a very important subject. So I'm going to be talking about tiny hands because me, Nick Qualia, I've always had tiny hands. I've always had small hands. Although, my hands are bigger than one, Donald J. Trump. And the only reason I know that is because of the Wax Museum in L.A. We measured my hands because, again, notoriously tiny hands me, Nick Qualia, small hands, still bigger than Donald Trump's. I measured them at the Wax Museum. So, guys, first, before we get going into the actual show, let's get into the weekly dump, the hot topics of the week in sports in general. Mike Mayock at the NFL Combine on Tuesday talked about how Derek Carr played at a high level in 2019, but if they can improve at quarterback, they will. That's what they'll do. And obviously, a lot of NFL Combine talk around Tom Brady. You had uh, you had the Chargers talking about it. You had Mike Vrabel in the, in the Titans talking about him. So much conversation about Tom Brady. That's literally the NFL Combine. Yeah, Joe Burrow's there. Okay, cool. Doesn't matter. Tom Brady is the number one conversation going on at the NFL Combine right now. The Red Sox ruling is now apparently coming in March, and rather than late this week, according to John Hyman, the ruling now is coming in next month, March, which I know a lot of people are freaking out about this announcement. And I, it was supposed to, I mean, the original announcement was supposed to come at the end of February, right? Or not at the end of February, before spring training started. And then it was supposed to come at the end of this week. That's not happening now. So it's going to be next week. Still an ongoing thing, according to Pete Abe. I don't know, but the MLB not being able to get this done is bananas. It is absolutely insane that the that the MLB, I don't know if I said NFL before, that the MLB cannot get this taken care of. It is crazy. I mean, it's, it's, it's straightforward, guys. It is straightforward what you're looking for. You've had so long, apparently, according to reports, apparently, according to Tony Clark, 
MLBPA executive director. Everybody's been interviewed. All the information's been gathered. It's just a decision hasn't come down yet. Talk about it. It's almost like they want to get the Red Sox in trouble at this point. It's almost like they want to make an example out of them. Did the Red Sox use a video replay room? I've talked about this a ton. Yeah, maybe they might have. I think I think most teams were doing it. Should they get a punishment? You could. You They could warn it. I guess you could give them something, and I wouldn't be mad if they gave them something. Just you can't be too harsh because, again, I really think that the rest of the league is doing this. The Astros were your number one prime example. They were the, involved in the biggest cheating scandal in Major League Baseball history. Uh, maybe not Major League Baseball history, but pretty damn close. It's up there. The Red Sox was not nearly as bad. So this punishment should not be nearly as bad as what that was. But Alex Cora, he's going to get handed something pretty big. Just the fact that this still isn't done yet is insane. Absolutely asinine. And you know what? With that, guys, I talked about this a little bit on Twitter this week. I'm thinking about starting up a Red Sox podcast, a solo podcast, kind of like this. So if you guys think that's a good idea, let me know. I don't know if I'm going to do it. I don't know if I want to do it. I do kind of want to do it. But only if people are going to... I mean... Yeah, if people are going to listen, I'll, I'll do it. All right, and probably the biggest, biggest fight of the last 20 years, I'd say even bigger than Pacquiao versus Mayweather because that show that that fight sucked. That sh- that fight was friggin', it was horrendous. That fight, uh, it was a waste, I think it was $100, waste of $100. Fury defeated Wilder in round 7 TKO, and Fury did also, Fat Guy Fury did knock down Wilder in the second round, ruptured his eardrum too throughout the fight, blood coming out of his ear, disgusting, there was blood licking, Fury, big winner of that fight, Uh, fans packed the Staples Center on Monday for Kobe Bryant and Gigi Bryant's memorial, I have no idea how Vanessa Bryant even spoke at that memorial, it's gotta be, it's, I mean, it goes without saying it's an unbelievable tragedy, but just the fact that she was able to get up there in front of all of those people at the Staples Center, that is, I mean, that's, 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 I, I don't think I could do it. That's unbelievable. She was able to do it and, and held herself enough together to the point where like it was, it was notable how well she spoke when speaking about such a horrific tragedy in her family. Uh, the Bruins acquired Czech winger, I can't pronounce his name, Case from the Anaheim Ducks in exchange for David Backus, Axel Anderson, and a 2020 first round pick. And the Bruins also acquired Nick Ritchie, brother of Brett Ritchie, I think. On Monday before the trade deadline, they sent Anaheim a straight up deal of Dan Heinen, who's been Dan Heinen. Last season, I was big on the Dan Heinen train. I was huge on Heinen. I thought Heinen. I, I thought Heinen. Played well on the first line, and that gave you the room to move Pasternak down to the second line last season. This year, it's like he's a totally different person. Maybe I overrated him last year, but this season alone, I mean, he has been, he's almost been MIA for a lot of the time. So sending him away to Anaheim, it's, I'm whatever, the guy, the guy, maybe I overrated him, but you got size, you got somebody who's, you got, you got a big guy, you got a big young guy. We had a huge blow to the Yankees today. Luis Severino will be headed for Tommy John surgery. Sevy will be slate was slated to be the number two man in the rotation behind, of course, Garrett Cole. All right, guys, the weekly dump. By the way, that was presented by our friends over at Seated. We've talked about Seated now a bunch on the show. Seated, it's a great app that you guys can utilize. 
to go make reservations at a bunch of different restaurants around you. Seated is a fast grow mobile app that allows restaurant goers to earn rewards and give gift cards simply for making reservations through the app. Seated is a is currently available in the following cities: New York, Boston, Chicago, Philly, and Atlanta, and is coming soon to San Francisco, LA, Washington, DC, Houston, Miami, Denver, Austin, Providence, and Seattle. Guys, if you're from around here, I record this in Braintree. If you guys are from around here, go down to Providence. It works there too, or it will work there, which means, guys, more and more opportunities for reservations and for rewards. Click the link in the description below. iTunes, Spotify, YouTube, sign up and book your table in some of the hottest restaurants in Boston, helping not only us, but you guys by getting rewarded just for reserving a table. Again, guys, that is seated. Click the link in our description on iTunes, Spotify, and YouTube, and you guys download the link. Phenomenal app. And then and then reserve a table. Guys, great app. You guys get rewards. Just for reserving tables, it's that friggin' easy. Alright, so the first topic that I wanted to talk about tonight is the Celtics and are they legitimate title contenders? So, we saw them battle with the Lakers. And watching the battle with the Lakers proved to me and I feel like a lot of people, but it proved to me, and I've been I've been somewhat of a doubter with this team because over the past couple of years, we've had the same conversation every single year, guys. Every single year. It was this team, one superstar away from being from being legitimate title contenders. They're one superstar away. And that's when we had Isaiah Thomas on the team. I think that was even before Al Horford. We were lying to ourselves then. And this year, you still don't have that superstar big man that a lot for a lot of the time we've been looking for that kind of guy a superstar big man there was a lot of talk about Anthony Davis potentially coming here over the past couple seasons and just looking at the Celtics team now I think they finally told me that they're different they're different from these teams that we've been watching over these past couple of seasons because again a lot of you you want to call them the green teamers whatever a lot of people had a lot of hype about this team multiple times throughout these hot stretches, even two years ago when Kyrie wasn't being as much of an asset as he turned out to be in year number two of Kyrie in Boston. Two years ago, there were people who thought that these, that that Boston Celtics team, even with Kyrie hurt in the playoffs, that that Boston Celtics team could beat LeBron and the Cavs and make their way into the NBA Finals. They didn't. They fell in Game 7. Jason Tatum had a huge uh, dunk on LeBron James. Whatever. But... That team, you knew, you knew that they were not a team that was going to win the NBA Finals. And obviously, you still had the Warriors. I mean, kind of at the peak of what they were, but you knew they weren't going to win the NBA Finals. This season, I've had a lot of that same thought. At least going into that Lakers game, and this was without Kemba Walker, which I think is the most interesting factor of this entire situation because going in without Kemba Walker you your team could go in there and the Celtics could go in there and think okay well we're not going to there's no way that we're going to be able to win this this basketball game because we don't have one of our top superstars well they don't have Kemba and they still put up a hell of a fight and for a while I thought that they were absolutely going to win that basketball game they had the momentum Jason Tatum guys I mean, he's a legitimate superstar. We're not even going to have that conversation anymore, right? He is a legitimate superstar. And he proved it. He proved it. Now, would you, if, if Kemba wasn't on this team, 
Would I say that this team could win the championship the way it is without Kemba Walker? No, absolutely not. Especially with the way the Celtics bench has been playing. The Celtics bench has been booty. It has been ass. It has just been ass. So without Kemba Walker on this team, you're not going to win crap. You're not going to win shit. But what this team did prove is they've got the tools to potentially win a championship this year. And again, guys, they proved it to me. They proved that to me on Sunday. What a game they put up. And again, I mean, the number one key takeaway that you got to talk about with that game is Jason Tatum. Jason Tatum took over that game. Scoring, his defense looked better. He took over that basketball game. And again, that's without Kemba Walker. You add Kemba Walker into that mix, you, I think you win that basketball game. I really think you win that basketball game. Again, the bench is a major, major, major issue for the Celtics right now, but... I mean, you add Kemba Walker in that mix, you probably win that basketball game. And I just, it was, it was a big, that game on Sunday, you know, every, every year there's, there's a staple game, especially when your team's about to go on a run, especially when you know that you have a team that is capable of going on a legitimate run. That was that game, even though it was a loss, which is the craziest part of this entire situation, because I mean, that was a potential NBA finals preview. But because they went toe-to-toe with, let's call them the best team in the NBA. I mean, sure, you get the Bucs, but let's call it for, let's call them the best team in the NBA, top two at least. The way that they battled with that team, and the way that they showed that they could beat that team without one of their legitimate superstars. Because they could have easily won that game on Sunday. Even though they lost, they could have easily won that game on Sunday. There were some ticky, there were some shit calls too. I mean, Jalen Brown wasn't out. That's for one. I mean, the, there were there were some crap calls that went against the Celtics, but regardless, you proved that you could beat that basketball team. And again, that was without Kemba Walker. You add Kemba into that mix, suddenly that team, that team's got a chance to win a series. And that is that is that was proved to me on Sunday. Again, there is that one game every single season when your team is poised to make a run that defines what your team is and shows, okay, this team can do it. This team can fuck. I mean, 2018. It was the Mookie Betts Grand Slam. That was the moment you were like, okay, this team's got something. You've got Mookie Betts in a Grand Slam off of J.A. Happ when he was uh, a 13 pitch at bat, I think it was. That was the moment of that season. I think this was the moment of this Celtics season. Again, it was a loss. It was a friggin' loss by two points. But Jason Tatum took that step that we've been waiting for. All This team's success is all going to come down to Jason Tatum. Because you're not going to win in NBA Finals. You're not going to go to the NBA Finals with just having a superstar on your team. Because Gordon Hayward, love him. Not a superstar anymore, I don't think. I'm not, I'm not there to call him that superstar. But you're not going to win in NBA Finals or go to the NBA Finals with just one guy who you can call a superstar in Kemba Walker. But after that performance, and if Jason Tatum can keep it up, and I'm still not on the level to call Jason Tatum a superstar, I guess. I guess I can say that. But I'm pretty damn near close. I'm pretty damn near close. If he can keep this up, and this has been since the All Star, this has been since he was he. This is this has been since he was elected an All Star. This guy's turned. He's flipped a switch. He's proven the NBA that he can be a legitimate superstar, and I think he's on that cusp of being a top player in this league. You mix that with Jalen Brown, who's my favorite player on this team. Marcus Smart, Gordon Hayward, uh, I, Enos Kanter's had a solid year. This team can go to the NBA Finals. And this team can win the NBA Finals. 
And again, that was proven to me on Sunday. Without a doubt. Without a doubt. But again, Jason Tatum, it all comes down to him. If Jason Tatum takes a step back for the rest of the season, no, they're not going to win it. They're not going to win anything. Because you need Jason Tatum. You need Jason Tatum to play like he did, even slightly less, even slightly worse. You need Jason Tatum to play close to what he did on Sunday in the postseason in almost every single game. Because again, you're not going to win with just Kemba Walker being your lone superstar. You're not just going to win with Jalen Brown playing the way that he has this season. You need Jason Tatum to be that superstar on the cusp. You need him to take that step over. We saw that on Sunday. We saw what he can do. Even LeBron posted an Instagram post saying that this kid's a problem or something like that. When you got LeBron posting on his, on his, I think it was his personal Instagram, I'm going to assume, when you've got him saying something, you know that, okay, this guy is a budding superstar. And again, I mean, it's, it's going to come down to him. It's going to come down to him. If he takes a step back, this team's not going to do anything. Sorry. I mean, you, you got to call it for what it is. If this, if Jason takes a step back, they are not going to win anything. They don't have a chance to win anything. But then again, then again, if he can just play as close to what he was on Sunday, well, guess what, guys? The Celtics probably going to be the NBA Finals. It could be against the Lakers. We're going to have a Celtics-Lakers. Imagine that. Imagine Celtics-Lakers. Again, we've got the we've got the history. It's back. It's almost set up to do it because the guy that you've been rivals with in the East for all these years, it hasn't even been like a, a team rival. Like sure, it was Celtics Heat. I I guess Celtics Cavs. It's it, the the common factor, obviously LeBron James. It's more been a Celtics versus LeBron James rivalry. And these two, if they meet in the NBA Finals, Celtics Lakers, Celtics LeBron, it's going to be an electric series. It is going to be an absolutely electric series, especially if Jason Tatum's playing like this. And if Jason Tatum takes that step that we all, that a lot of us are expecting him to do, this team is going to fuck at the NBA Finals. They are going to fuck. I mean, that's all my Celtics thought. Guys, before we go on, breaking news. This is an important PSA brought to you by Manscaped.com. This is your pubic service announcement. They put that in bold. I got to read pubic. After more than 18 months of research and development, the Manscaped engineering team has confirmed that they have successfully created the greatest ball hair trimmer of all time. Ball hair trimmers, every other ball hair trimmer, get out of here. This is the greatest one ever created. This new trimmer was just released only moments ago, just mere moments and we are the first to confirm the new and improved Lawnmower 3.0 Manscaping Trimmer is now available for purchase. This third generation Manscaped Trimmer features a cutting edge ceramic blade to prevent manscaping accidents. Millions of balls are about to be nick free thanks to Manscaped's advanced skin safe technology. Guys, I've been talking about this. Me and Jared have been talking about this on the show now for months with Manscaped. We've all had our issues, guys. I mean, ladies, I'm, you guys have might, you, you might have had your own issues. But guys, I'm looking at you. We've had our problems. I mean, I've told the story a million times. When I was younger, I thought you had to use scissors. I mean, my own personal scissors. I'm not using the family scissors. I thought you had to use scissors. No. <laughs> no. Let me tell you. That, you, speaking from experience, that could cause a big time issue. Don't do that. Manscaped. Use the trimmer. Guys, if you use Lawnmower 2.0, it's an easy transition because it's the same replacement blade with a new and improved skin safe technology. When I tell you this is premium, I mean friggin' premium, guys. The battery is going to last 90 minutes so you can take a longer shave. 
you got to shave for 90 minutes. You got a lot going on down there. But, but if you need if you need to, it's there. 90 minutes of shaving. One of the coolest new features is the LED light, which illuminates grooming for areas for a closer and more precise trimming. They've also upgraded a 7,000 RPM motor with quiet stroke technology. And, pr- and let's not forget about the charging stand. Show your mower off loud and proud because this intelligently designed stand is a rapid charging dock powered by USB. If you're listening to me speak right now, which you obviously are, you are one of the first people to hear about this life-changing product, and I want you guys to experience it firsthand for yourself. Trim that junk of yours. Guys, get 20% off. This is where you listen. 20% off free shipping with the code COUCHGUYS, C-O-U-C-H-G-U-Y, manscaped.com. And as always, guys, your balls, they're going to thank you. Go to manscaped.com right now, after the show, before the show, whatever. C-O-U-C-H-G-U-Y, 20% off and free shipping. Couchguy, code COUCHGUY at manscaped.com. All right, so this is, this is something near and dear to my heart. And I want to talk about this on the show. Because, guys, listen, people with tiny hands... They're people too, okay? There's no need to be this mean to him. There's no need to just beat this guy down like this. You've seen Joe Burrow talk about it now on Twitter. People are beating this guy up because of his tiny hands, not measuring nine inches at the NFL Combine. Hey, first of all, I didn't know nine inches was short. I should have measured my hands before. I've got small hands, always have it small hands. That's why baseball was probably the only, the best sport that I had was baseball because all the other balls were just too big. I don't know how big my hands are. They're not that big. It just, it just I, I don't appreciate people just going after Joe Burrow like this. Nine inches, I mean, I mean, nine inches doesn't sound that bad. <laughs> it doesn't sound, doesn't sound that bad. I mean, Burrow even tweeted about, he said, considering retirement after I was informed of the football will be slipping out of my tiny hands, please keep me in your thoughts. And I mean, I think the NFL Combine is kind of dumb sometimes because you over you overvalue all these stats, especially the stat nerds. I mean, I've talked about this before on the show, like, I hate these stat nerds. I hate what they're doing to baseball. There, You can look at a baseball game. I talked about this on the show in the studio at Focus Forward Media. You can look at a baseball player and be like, this guy's good. This pitcher's good. His whip is solid. His ERA is solid. You can look at a pitcher and you can tell by the numbers, by those simple numbers, by the runs he gives up per game. You can just tell if this guy's good. I'll even maybe I'll give you a fit, but like all this fit plus crap, get out of here. Shove it. War again, war. I'd said this before on the show. War is the only stat that I'm like, okay, I'll deal with that. But Joe Burrow, guys, I mean, lay off. Nine inches. I, I get, maybe I'm maybe my hands are nine inches. Maybe my hands are nine inches. But, but people with tiny hands are just getting harassed. I mean, even Donald Trump had to say something. Even Donald Trump said something during his during his rally a couple years ago. I mean, look, look, people tiny hands. It happens, okay. Ball gets wet. Football. When I play football, and the ball gets a little wet, I I play quarterback a lot. I mean, I, I don't want to brag. I've got a pretty solid arm. But when I play football and 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 the ball gets a little wet, my tiny hands are screwed, porked, because I can't hold on to the ball anymore. So I get it, but I'm also not Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow clearly has adapted. If the small hands had anything to do with it, anything to do with his playing ability, well, I think we would find that out by now. I think we would understand that by now. And again, we look at these, we look at these numbers at these combines, and we just take it way too far, way too seriously. DK Metcalf, I think, bad four cone drill, whatever it was. Well, guess what? DK Metcalf looked pretty damn good last season. Pretty damn good. That's all I gotta say, guys. 
People with tiny hands, they're people too. Okay, let's back off the people with tiny hands. And this is the last topic I wanted to talk about. We're going to wrap up the show in a few minutes here. Tom Brady, a lot of rumors around him. And this is something that I noticed on Twitter. I heard people calling about this on Sports Talk Radio. There are legitimately people in Tennessee who would rather have Ryan Tannehill on their team as the quarterback of the Tennessee Titans over Tom Brady. Okay, and here's the thing about the Titans. And this is this is something I want to make crystal clear. The Titans have not won a Super Bowl ever. They have not won a single damn Super Bowl. This is a team that you've got built right now with a solid coach. One of my favorite coaches in the NFL, Mike Vrabel. You've got a team built ready to win the Super Bowl. And if you have a quarterback, and I've said this before, if Tom Brady was the quarterback of the Tennessee Titans this year, I think you win that Super Bowl. I do. You've had two solid receivers for him to throw to. You've got, a, you've got the best running back in the NFL at the end of the season on that team. You've got a solid offensive line, I think. If you're a Tennessee Titans fan and you would rather Ryan Tannehill be your quarterback over Tom Brady, are you new? Is this like, is this your first year watching football because the Titans suddenly got good? I, being, being a fan of the Patriots, I've watched the AFC East for a long time. I've watched Tom Brady for a long time. So I've personally watched Tom Brady and Ryan Tannehill both. And Tannehill looked like a slightly different quarterback for the Titans. But, I mean, let's not kid ourselves. A major, 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 major reason why you went as far as you did in the postseason, why you beat the Patriots, why you beat the Ravens, was because of your run game, because of Derrick Henry. Let's not, let's not freak out over Ryan Tannehill here. He wasn't anything special. He wasn't really anything great at all. So if you want Tom Brady as your quarterback, you understand what's going on there. Because you don't know when your team is going to be this good again. You've got a chance to win a Super Bowl now. I don't know if you guys know this, but the best person at winning Super Bowls is Tom Brady. He's the best of all time to do that. He is the greatest per- He's the greatest player in, the, in NFL history that's won Super Bowls. Won so many Super Bowls, he almost doesn't know how to not win Super Bowls. You've got a team lined up to do it. You bring in Tom Brady if you get that opportunity. It's that obvious. It's that clear. And that goes for the rest of the NFL too. I'm sure there are fans of the Las Vegas Raiders now who don't want to see Derek Carr leave. They think he's legitimate. I think Derek Carr is better than Ryan Tannehill. I do. If Tom Brady says that he will go to Oakland or LA or Las Vegas, whatever the fuck it is, if he says he wants to go there, well, you let him. You do that. You, you say, all right, sorry, Derek Carr. You had your opportunity. Bye-bye. You bring in Tom Brady. It's that obvious. Tom Brady's not done. He's not done, guys. You, build, you put weapons around him. You just put weapons around him. He's going to win. I think he's coming back to the Patriots. I do. I think the Patriots are going to win the Super Bowl again next year. Is it because I'm an idiot? No. It's because they're going to load up again. After last season was a disgrace for the Patriots. They're going to load up. They're going to get weapons. They're going to bring Tom back. Maybe A.J. Green. Maybe Odell Beckham Jr. Maybe Stephon Diggs. I think they'll sign Hunter Henry. This free agency. Maybe even Hooper. He's on the market too. Maybe trade. Maybe bring in O.J. Howard. I don't know. But they, I think Brady will be back with this team. But if you are a fan of the Titans and you don't want Brady on this team, you'd rather have Ryan Tannehill. I mean, that's insane. Insane. All right, guys, I'm going to wrap it up there. Good solo show. 
Hey, like, like, like I said, last, maybe, maybe I will do the Red Sox show. We'll see. Couch Couch Sports Podcast, 146 in the books. Again, just Nick Qualia tonight. It wasn't supposed to be just me, but we had some tech problems. Just Nick Qualia tonight. Follow me guys on Twitter, at Nick Quag. And then follow the Couch Guy Podcast account, too, at Couch Guy Podcast on Twitter. And then Couch Guy Sports just turned over the blogging side to somebody else who is part of our team, and he's going to really manage it now. We've got a lot more written content coming out. He's added about maybe six writers over the past couple days. So guys, check out the blogs. They're coming out more and more and more. Check out all the podcasts, Legends Lingo Podcast, New to the Network, Couch Guy Hollywood, The Raptors Podcast, Into the Triangle. We've got five podcasts, I believe, on the market. And then the Couch Guy Sports Podcast, obviously, too. Guys, rate and subscribe on iTunes, please. It's a huge help for us. Just go right there right now. You're listening on iTunes. Scroll down. Boom. Five stars. Type in the little rating. Maybe you'll get a gift. Maybe if you send me a screenshot, DM me a screenshot of the rating, of the iTunes rating. Maybe, just maybe, I'll send you a little Couch Guy Sports merch. I don't know. Maybe. We'll see. Couch Guy Sports Podcast, 146 in the books. Guys, we're going to talk to you next week. Thanks for watching. And listen. Oh, wait, shit.